Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Mike Salazar of Evolution Strength and Conditioning, coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. Mike, what's going on, man? How are you today? Living the dream every day. Living the dream. I'm sure there are plenty of gym owners that will tune in that will resonate with that thought. Um, But Mike, first and foremost, before we go down the rabbit hole, exploring the ins and outs of evolution and, and all the fun that comes with that, Talk to us a little bit about what this business is, first and foremost. How do you describe evolution of strength and conditioning? Wow, okay. Um, I would start off that saying, you know, the concept of evolution for me meant, you know, like a change, right? You know, a change from something that you are now to something that you want to be later. Um, And uh, working in the corporate gyms um, back in the early 2000s, uh, you know, I always had a, f- I always had a, a strong feeling that fitness should be a certain way. Um, and there's a right way to train towards uh, goals. And then there's kind of a, I don't want to say the wrong way, but maybe not the most efficient or effective way. Um, maybe that's not so congruent. And, I, and the gyms, the gym that I was working at uh, was definitely not, an environment that was congruent for my clients, but as a, you know, as a trainer and, you know, you want to hustle and you want to make a name for yourself, you know, you, you make do with what you can. So you, you, you succeed in the gym, um, you exceed your quotas and you hit your numbers and, and you do all that. And you kind of, you know, you, you get this recognition, um, but deep down inside, I knew that this is not the way I wanted it to my gut never really, you know, it was there, but it got to the point where it would, you know, every year would kind of get a little bit more intense and I was just getting a little bit more um, fed up is probably not the word, but, you know, just a little bit more uh, kind of, all right, there's got to be a better way for me to yeah. run my business and train my clients and give them the experience that I, I tell them uh, in, in a better environment. And looking around in Chicago, there wasn't really uh, a platform for that, you know, it was, it was just like a monopoly of commercial gyms and there was no such thing as like the boutique, the smaller personal training studio, um, that was available. So I saw kind of an opportunity, uh, to kind of separate myself and take that risk, um, which was really scary. Um, so I, I feel like that's, that's kind of how it started the whole, my vision of how the fitness industry, uh, needed to change and how that there were, I know there were other uh, trainers and coaches everywhere that kind of had that same kind of feeling, but no, there was no venue or platform for them to do it. They were stuck kind of in this 50,000 square foot, you know, Kmart gym uh, with all these ideas and all these, um, uh, uh, you know, I guess ideas and, 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 and resources that, 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 or lack of resources for them to do. And they were stuck with, machines and endless rolls of cardio equipment and, and whatnot. And there wasn't really a, a place for them to go. So I guess that's how it, it started for me. It's just kind of that vision of there's, there's gotta be a better way to, yeah. you know, deliver a, a better workout for my client. Yeah. I think a lot of people 
find themselves in that sort of position. And typically it comes from that sort of corporate box style gym where they make their way. And those, those gyms are the way they are for various reasons. And, and it is what it is, but people that make their way into entrepreneurship and, and opening up their own facility, I think do so for similar reasons to yourself, right? I can do this. Or if I was on the client end, I would be looking for something a little bit different right how can i provide that product mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and so take us back to to when you made that leap when did you get this thing off the ground oh god um so i was probably still in college you know i lived at home um i was going to uh Loyola university of chicago um i was in the business school shocking uh and living at home saving money you know tr and you know at the time i was you know i was making i don't know maybe like 30 bucks an hour and at that time that, that felt like a giant chunk of change. Yeah. I feel like this by today, even by today's standard, it's still a giant chunk of change, but I had no expense. So, you know, I'm shoving all that money underneath, you know, everyone's got like that shoe box under their bed. You know, <laughs> In a pillowcase. Yeah. yeah. So you shove that under there. And then after a while, you're like, exactly what you said. Like, you know, there's gotta be a better way to, to run a business like this. Um, so I was probably, I was, I think I was 20, 23. I was like in my last year of college in the last semester. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I ended up kind of building a business plan. One of the projects we had for class was, uh, you know, doing market research. Um, and then another class we had was like putting together your own business plan with, you know, the mission statement and vision and all that. So naturally I tried to just kind of uh, use that and in, in, in put in like a, a fitness facility setting. So, you know, yeah. facilities, management, staff, marketing. So it was kind of like, it was great, you know, so my, you know, studying business and whatnot, I definitely felt that uh, that gave me at least a, a different lens to look through when sure. approaching, you know, uh, I want to run a business. But yeah, it was probably my last year of college. That was 2009. Um, okay, so this is this has been in the works for quite some time, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so I yeah, we that was yeah, 2009, you know, and I ended up you know, and we can kind of go down the, the rabbit hole with that too, about like, how does a lease work? Like, what does triple net mean? You know, <laughs> we could like spend all, all day talking about you know? commercial leasing. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, so, you know, long story short, I ended up taking my first client in my gym in the in, in a, in a 1500 square foot space, um, like April, 2009. And then I graduated college, May, 2009. Um, so that's, that's kind of when it started and it was scary, man. Like that shoebox of money, gone instantly. You know, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not cheap. That's for sure. Uh, and, and so, almost a decade or or more in at this point, Mike. Tell us. I, I want to just sort of pick your brain from a high level before we get into some specifics. What's been the best part about owning your own business, and what's been the most challenging part about owning your own business? Um. So I guess let's start with the challenging, right? So the, I, I think with any uh, business that you start organically with your own kind of blood and sweat per se, you know, you're a little bit more invested and a little bit more um, thoughtful in your decision-making process because you're not playing with somebody else's money. Uh, and whenever I get people ask me about like, hey, you know, I'm in a fitness, I'm thinking about running a gym, I want to ask you some questions. The first thing I tell them is like, don't use anyone's money. Like try to do it organically as best you can. And I know it sucks 
and it's scary, but you the the way you the lens that you look through any decision making um, process is a little bit less uh, careless when you're just Um, but I guess the most challenging part is definitely initially is trying to establish yourself as a legitimate brand in this industry, right? Um, right. I feel like, um, you know, with the big box gyms being there and, and you're the little guy or the little gym that's trying to kind of step, step to the front of the line, you have to find a way to separate yourself from everyone and be like, why is, why is evolution different from, you know, X fitness or Y fitness. Right, or right. Fitness. And if we go head to head on advertising budget and resources, we're oh, going to lose gonna every crushed. single time. We're going to get crushed. You They've know, got like, far deeper pockets. That's for sure. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, that's definitely challenging. And I feel like uh, initially business owners don't have an identity yet. Um, they're still trying to kind of pay the rent and pay and pay the bills and, and pay off. try to do, they try to market themselves as like a jack of all trades or a Jill of all trades. And I, and I would highly recommend um, finding out and kind of doing like some real self-reflection about what are you really, really good at and exploiting that strength and not trying to be something that you're not just because you want to try to bring in more dollars. And I know that's hard. And I, and, and I started out kind of being like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do everything. I'll take any client because I need the money. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, you know, it, I feel like, and that's another, you know, we can talk about that later, but like we've separated ourselves knowing, identifying what we're good at, um, at doing really well, and then just making sure we slam on the gas pedal on that, on those skills, and then identifying things that maybe we're not so great at, and that's okay, you know, tough cold to swallow, whatever. There's other people that could do it much better and we're more Yeah, than put your ego aside. You're right. not the best. It is what it is. Right. And I feel like that's a hard pill to swallow because everyone, you know, you know, business owners are all, they're all alphas, right? You know, they're the best at everything. That's true. Um, so I feel like that's challenging, right? It's, it's kind of finding, finding what your niche is, finding your identity and then finding a way to, you know, how do you separate yourself in order to kind of um, focus your marketing? Uh, the best part of owning a business is just not working or not having to answer to anybody else, right? You know, it's true. It's amazing. And, and, and it not just not just in fitness. And I, I feel like in anything, if it's, it's nice to know that you're your own boss. Uh, and yes, we tell people that, yeah, we make our own hours. But in reality, like our clients dictate when we work. Um, so <laughs> yeah. like, it certainly can be that way. That's for sure. Right. Um, but I, I just like knowing that it's, you know, I'm, you know, you know, for me personally, like I built something from, you know, not nothing, but, you know, something good from just like an idea, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, there's a lot of pride for me that goes into that. Um, and it's something that, it, that's the reason why, like I'll get on my hands and knees and clean toilets, no problem, no questions. Um, it's just, I don't know, man, like you, you, I, I'm sure everyone that's listening to the gym or no, understands exactly the feeling that I feel when I, you know, tell people that I, you know, I own the gym or I, you know, uh, this is, this is the business that I built. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it's a pride thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a, it's a rewarding, intrinsically situation. And, and at, uh, don't get me wrong. Is it about 
making money, of course, right? This mm -hmm. is a business. We're not, we didn't start a charity. We started a business. And so there's, there's a financial reward component to it too, but it's bigger than that, right? I think fitness is unique in that way in that it's not just dollars and cents. Right. I think it's, it's a little bit unspoken, but it's, it's grander than that. As far as the business as it stands now, Mike, there's a couple of different components to this. You kind of talked about it from a 30,000 foot view, but give us some specifics. If I walk through your doors, what can I sign up for? Lost you for a moment. Go ahead. Yep, absolutely. And, and so I was just saying, as far as the service component to this, let's get into to at least some specifics. If I'm, if I'm a potential client of yours and I walk through the doors, what can I sign up for here? Okay. I'm going to just like, it's like, it's almost automatic going into my spiel. Um, so we, right? we offer three main services. Um, the first one is our bread and butter personal training. So, you know, we offer personal training where clients meet one-on-one -on -one with their trainer um, and develop this kind of organic relationship where they can work towards your goals. And we, you know, the way we, the way we pitch it is that it's, it's, it's more than just the stuff that you do in the gym, right? It's the, the ways you deal with stress. It's the ways um, you deal with motivation, burnout. Um, so we, we kind of let them know that we kind of approach this thing from as many angles as, as, as we can in order to better themselves through health and fitness. So we get that we get, we have personal training, we have small groups, um, groups um, ranging between, you know, you know, two, two on ones, right up to, you know, 10 to 12 people, depending upon the classes. Um, and then our last one um, is that 24 hour uh, gym membership, um, which we added probably after like the first year that we moved into uh, the facility that we're currently we're looking for an alternative to their kind of current gym setup, right? You know, you know, whether they work out at, at, at a big box gym or an office gym or something like that, you know, there was always one thing that they were like, you know what, like, I really don't like how it gets too crowded or uh, I don't like how there's limited equipment or so on and so forth. So, you know, we saw that as an opportunity to be like, Hey, let's, let's open our doors and kind of make this a service that we could provide uh, where they could train with their trainers um, in a facility that kind of favors their, um, goals and, you know, while they're comfortable in the gym, give them access so that if their trainers are having them, uh, do workouts outside of their sessions, they're able to come into the same kind of environment that they're welcome and that they're comfortable in and they're, you know, they know their way around. Uh, so that's how. Yeah. And so, really well. yeah. And so, uh, we meet people where they are in terms of need and in terms of budget, right? We have a, a couple of options that we can match up and to your point, steer people towards a service that's going to make the most sense. And I would assume probably some combination of those three pieces is usually Correct. in play. I want to, I want to at least touch on, cause I think it's incredibly important here, the idea of COVID and, and how that went because 
if if the facility is classified as a, a gym in whatever right. capacity, you probably got hit in some way, especially sure. being in Chicago. How do it's just far as membership numbers or how many people you serve? How do your numbers now compare to 2019 or so? So there was definitely a drop for sure, um, and I think. Uh, what was that? 29. So 2019, 20, so 2020, you know, that, that second and third quarter was a definite wash. It was kind of like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get our hands dirty and get our, you know, seeing these trenches and dig our ways out eventually. And hopefully that we come out at the end. Um, but now um, with everything as it goes, we're probably busier than we ever have been. If I remember correctly, our last quarter of 2021, or maybe our last, our third quarter and our fourth, our fourth quarter of 2021 was probably the, the biggest quarters that we've ever had as a business since we started kind of keeping records, um, which says a lot about people and how they viewed taking care of themselves and, right. and you know, like society. trend now than we were in 2019. Yeah. And, and so one way or another, we've been able to bounce back. Talk to us a little bit about what went into that. I want to I wanna explore the marketing and, and how we've been able to generate interest in driving people back towards a service like this. Um, okay. So, you know, earlier I spoke about how I was very, uh, I prefer the in-your-face, building that rapport, building that relationship with your client, being able to walk around them 360 degrees and give them that attention to detail. I feel like that alone and just being able, being, you know, being the trainer that your clients need you to be goes a long way in client adherence and then loyalty. Um, I feel that once the city was allowing uh, gyms to kind of officially uh, open up and have and continue their services, clients were just ready to get back to their normal lifestyle. Um, but, uh, you know, during that drop off, we did our best in order to try to still be the trainer that our client needed us to be by either right you know doing outdoor sessions um and kind of like going outside of the box and like still within um guidelines at the time um and then you know this whole zoom thing right this whole google meetup zoom you know this yes i'm a trainer but i'm talking to you through a screen like that became a thing um it was just another way for us to connect with our clients and continue that relationship that we you know hopefully worked so hard to kind of build and 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 whatnot. Um, saw that like you can't just live. And, you know, this is again. We're, we're, I'm just gonna say this, and that's it. But like, you can't live at home and stay at home, work at home, and true work out at home. You know. <laughs> so you know, I feel like you know, trainers that were the trainers that their client needed to be were able to kind of give them that a little escape that they needed, right? You know. Granted, the workouts may have not been as intense or as productive, but just like that, you know, and it, and it showed, right, that 
dealing with stress, dealing with like kind of like that mental pressure of just being the same four walls every day for months, right? Um, I felt the clients were just ready to, to go. And then, you know, the media helped too, you know, with um, letting people know that like, yeah, if you're healthy and you take care of yourself, you can fight this yeah. thing, you know? And I, I feel like, you know, as trainers, we're like, we've been telling you this from day one, you know, and that, <laughs> you know, people in general to kind of at least prioritize health and not, you know, maybe some people had to like stand up and like brush the Cheetos off their chest and be like, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I'm sick and tired of doing this. Let me, you know, get out and walk or what have you, or, you know, take those small steps. Um, so I think that really kind of, you know, yeah, we were in the gutter for a long time, but like, as long as you stuck it out and you find ways to kind of keep your, keep plugging along, like, I feel like it helped a lot and people are now, you know, I mean, and you, and you see this, like fitness is very, very accessible now that it was, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, you know what True. I mean? So I feel like that, that definitely helped a lot with bringing the people back after COVID or when, you know, when things started to kind of die down, people were just ready to take care of themselves and get out of the house and, you know, start being like, you know what, I'm going to, this Lost you again for a moment there. Anyway, and, and so, like you said, we've been able to get back in. Now that we can operate with some level of normalcy here, is your focus as the owner of this more on growing the membership? Is your focus more on getting more people into PT? Is it somewhere in the middle? What does that look like? So I'm going to say it's somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, you're, you're going to have, uh, with anything, with any business, you're going to have, like, uh, some drop off and some and some growth, right? Um, so right now, it, it, it for me, it's like a balancing act. You know, I I wanna get I wanna get more people in the gym to take advantage of personal training and uh, being able to. the scale is too much to the point where it kind of disrupts the integrity of the personal training business, right? So I like I like this one on one. I like um, I don't like crowds and, and in general, I'm just the type of person that like, I generally steer away from that. So naturally, like I wouldn't want my gym to be a sardine can just cause it's just not good. You know, I'm, I'm distracted and so on and so forth. So if, for me, it's more of a balancing act, but you know, I generally will look at trainers and see if they have, uh, holes in their schedule that they want to fill. Um, and I'll fill them as the leads come in. Um, and then with memberships, um, typically, again, it, it almost kind of works itself out where we're going to have people, you know, take breaks because they're going on vacation and whatnot. But then those same spots are filled in with kids coming home from college or kids like graduating or something like that, um, or people moving into the area, moving out of the area. It kind of, it kind of, you know, at the end of the day, it, it works itself out. You know, this, this business is so volatile, but if, you kind of take your time and, and put these systems in place to kind of take care of one another. You know, this whole feast and famine thing levels out eventually. Right. Right. Um, right, right. But, uh, and again, I think there's been a, a, an interesting sort of paradigm shift in the industry 
Whereas so many people before were just, how many members can we get? How many bodies can we shove through the doors to now where it's a little bit more along your thought process of like, we don't need a thousand, 2000, 5,000 people. Let's get by with a smaller population and serve them at an even higher capacity. We can build in things like personal training. We can touch on things like nutrition, recovery. We can help in any number of ways to really, really ensure the best chance at getting them good results. And people will pay for it, right? People are willing to, to shell out money for these types of things. And so it's it, the metric that we look at that becomes more important is revenue per member as opposed to just purely how many members do we have? Do you know what I mean? Right. And, 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 you know, you have, you have metrics for that, right? Like how, you know, this person staying with the gym for X amount of months is going to bring you this dollar amount, you know? So you want to hold on to that person. Whereas you don't want, you know, we need this many members to bring in this dollar amount every month. Cause then it's, it just cheapens your vet, your service. Right. And it's like, nowadays, um, I've always felt that, you know, our, 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 our target customer is someone who prioritizes their health and fitness. Right who's willing to pay a little bit more to be in an environment that equipment, right? That could take a beating because these guys are, you know, these guys and girls are athletes, right? Let's use right. the term athletes. Instead of just trying to like, uh, you know, stretch out your profit margins by skipping out on and buying cheap bars, cheap weights that, you know, will bend and break or chip away over time. Right. You know, buy the stuff that will, you know, it's, it's, it's like anything, man. Like, you know, you're going to build your own house. You're going to put stuff in your house. You want to be there for a little bit longer than just a couple of years. And like, you're going to do it right the first time. Yeah. Um, and people that care about that stuff notice that. Absolutely. Stuff. The smallest things, you know, like spring collars versus, you know, pro lock collars. Like they're still a collar. They'll still hold weight on the bar, but guys and girls who know their things will take notice on that. Right. And you know how it is, man. You know, they're going to, they're going to put that on social media. They're going to tell their friends, Hey, that gym looks nice. Uh, where is it? Oh yeah. I just trained over at Evo in Chicago. You know, it's a good spot. Talk to Mike, so on and so forth. Guys that ha are, you know, that have that post these things on social media, do the marketing for you. You just have to provide a good service. That's it. You sure. know? Yeah. And, and so, I mean, our conversation so far, Mike, has just been sort of how do we operate a business and somewhat grow a business in this sort of a model. Look to the future for me for a minute and, and sort of big picture this thing. What's, what's your goal for Evo here longer term? Where do you want to take this? So um, I definitely want to continue kind of the trend that we've set for ourselves is to kind of deliver uh, unmatched facility, right? That kind of uh, uh, welcomes athletes of different disciplines so that they don't have to kind of go to different gyms and provide them top quality equipment um, at a reasonable cost for them. Uh, that way we could continue to kind of take advantage of all these uh, newer forms of kind of training protocols and still allow them to kind of come in and, you know, if they want to do back and biceps, they could do that. But if they want to, you know, kind of really push their conditioning, they can do both in the same, under the same roof. 
Um, long term, um, I still want to continue the trend that we've been at, but I also want to kind of navigate any type of, you know, this, this kind of pandemic threw a wrench at it because no one ever saw that coming. You know, I mean, you can't build that into your plan. Um, but I definitely want to just have, at least have systems in place to kind of navigate certain uh, potential like disasters, you know. Yeah, hopefully no more pandemics. That's, you know, um, and, and, and with, you know, with everything going on right now with like fuel price and stuff like Uh, even though that something terrible happens in one industry, it could definitely affect yours. Um, yep. So I just want to be a little bit more strategic in budgeting and, and, and financing and, and, and making sure these systems kind of help one another um, uh, for that and not just kind of, you know, get too complacent. Um, I feel like that's something that I need to work on is, you know, getting a little bit too comfortable and kind of just riding out the kind of, you know, the feast of the business. Um, uh, but again, it's, it's, I guess that's one of my long-term goals is to try to try to get ahead of things before, before it happens and, and, and think and plan like proactively rather than kind of reacting to what's happening. Yeah. Like, Oh shit, we got to deal with this right now. You know, something like that. Yeah. I think it's, it's funny, but money solves a lot of issues and, and people that had the resources and, ability to withstand the the financial strain of right. the pandemic they're doing pretty good now you know right. people that were able to sort of roll with the punches and adapt in whatever way and hold out the industry is still here and, and there are more people to help now than ever ever and, 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 and so it's a pretty good time to be in the industry that's for sure absolutely and and so mike uh, I mean, we probably have just barely scratched the surface of what you guys do and what this business is really about. But as we run a little bit shy on time here, I want to give you the chance to tell people where they can learn a little bit more about this. Is there, what's the best website? What's the best social media? Where can we send people? Um, so our website um, is, uh, you can find us at www.evofitchicago.com. Um, and our Instagram is evolution underscore shy. And I can send you those links um, if you wanted to kind of, you know, Fantastic. Um, we'll make sure we but, connect with Evo fit or Evo strength and conditioning on all of those platforms and, and Mike in general as well. Mike, this has been awesome, man. I, I really appreciate your time and, and your willingness to share some insight into what you're thinking about when it comes to operating this business. I'm excited to see what it looks like in the future. Cause it sounds like there's still a number of moving parts here and we wish you nothing but the best, my man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. 
click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Angela from Core Boot Camp in Mountain Home, Arkansas. Welcome, Angela. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing great. Feels wonderful here in Arkansas. It's nice, beautiful, 80 degrees. 80 degrees. I don't even know if it's 80 in Florida yet. So that's awesome. Um, well, welcome. I'm really excited to learn more about, you know, what you have going on in your fitness business. But really, before we do that, let's hear from you. What was it, Angela, that got you started in this industry of being a gym owner? Tell you what, my passion for people. I love people. I kind of feel, you know, I'm a Christian, so I feel like it's my mission, my mission to to help someone do the the unthinkable, those things that those they have those goals, they're they're not quite attainable, and I like bringing those those goals to pass for them. It, it just it's my meat and gravy, makes me happy. Awesome. So, how long have you been doing this? Over twenty five years. Great. So, this really truly is a passion that you've had for a really long time. You built a business out of it. So, for our listeners, give us kind of an elevator pitch of Core Bootcamp. Who are you? What kind of service do you provide? Kind of paint that picture for us. So, you know, moving forward in this conversation, we have a better idea of who we're talking to. Okay. Well, Core Bootcamp is that small box um, gym, and we do the, the unique. I like to think it's unique. We, we do a lot of outside um, training. There's times where we'll, you know, take members out and a mile out full of squats, lunges, and Oh my, bear crawls, you know, we do a lot of boxing and, you know, Pilates and yoga, and we like to take it outside. So there's oftentimes someone would drive by and, you know, we got a, we have a yoga class or we have, you know, people with PVC pipes, you know, running up and down the roads or pulling a tire. So that's kind of what we do. And it's for the, you know, not the experts, the experts can do it. Yes. But when you get you know, a mommy of four and she's out there and she's working the PVC pipe and flipping tires, you know, she, that's amazing. That gives her a sense of, you know, she did that, you know, did something like athletes do, you know, is to bring the athleticism to, you know, everyone, even down to a 93 year old who is balancing on one foot, you know, taking it to that next level for her. That's what, that's kind of what Corbett camp is. So fitness for the everyday person, super approachable. Anybody can do this and feel like a badass while they're doing it. Um, That's awesome. So um, Angela, tell me, you know, a little bit, I guess, is it all group classes? Do you offer personal training? Do you offer anything outside of, I guess, the, the normal boot camp class? We do. We have boxing and, you know, Muay Thai. So we kind of keep it a little you know, diverse as far as the different things that we offer and uh, the Pilates and yoga. Um, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of our, our little niche here in this area. We also do the football field, you know, the school, when school is out, we'll take people to the football field and, you know, we'll do workouts on the football field. So that, that's kind of cool. So Great. So it is truly just like a group fitness. You have multi different types of classes that you're doing. So my next question would be, you know, how many members do you guys have right now? How many people are you serving within the current facility? With my, it's a five, 
5,000 square foot, you know, facilities. So I have about 75 members. Nice. So 5,000 square feet, that's pretty big. That's a pretty big space. Um, 75 members. Is that a place where, Angela, you feel comfortable or are you looking to hit the gas, help more people? Hit the gas, get more people. There's nothing better than teaching a class when you have 25 people. You know, the 20, you know, that two people, that five, that six is just as important as the 25, but there's nothing more contagious than having a classroom full of people or being outside and, and having that big group. Yeah, I would agree with you. It's so motivating. Um, I'm the group, I'm a group fitness person. I do CrossFit, but for me, like I could never work out in a small, small group because I need to be surrounded by that energy and that kind of, I'm that competitive nature type person where I like to have somebody next to me pushing me to be better. And so it's great in this boot camp style because probably a lot of the people that join you have that same kind of need to be surrounded by people. Um, so currently at 75 members, how many classes do you guys have a day? Teach six classes a day. Six you, classes? Yes. Yeah, so a lot of options. I had, to, I had to pull it back a little bit. So mainly because my membership base dropped. So I had to adjust to fit, you know, the, the times that people were able to come. So, you know, I wonder if are, are, do you hear anything as far as other gyms and are their classes dropping or are they right now, you know, max capacity and doing their best? What, what's going on right now? Yeah. I mean, it's totally, it's totally dependent on where you're at, what you're doing to, to grow as well. And so I think that everybody obviously has seen a drop since COVID, but what can you do to get back to those pre-COVID numbers? What can you do to surpass those, be even better? So let me ask you, right now you're at 75. What are you guys actively doing to get more people through the door of this space? What does that process look like? Uh, you asked me that. One of the things that I'm doing is uh, MyZone. Have you ever heard of MyZone? Yes, I love MyZone. We use it as well. Such a great tool. So talk to us about that. So when I started the MyZone, my class numbers, I would, I would have to say went up at least 40%. I mean, I have member engagement. I have, it's just one of the best things. People are working out. They're not, you know, a lot of times when you get in class, people are sitting there and they're talking and they're waiting, not here. They're hitting a the road. They're getting a mile in before their workout. They want to see those, you know, those effort points. So it's just generated that excitement to take their goals to that next level. And I like it because it, it, it gives them a sense of empowerment that they don't need me to help them, you know, start their workout before they were waiting on me to tell them what to do. Now, you know, when I did the orientation with the MyZone telling them that, you know, your, your warm up is in your own hands. You need to make sure that you get at least this many, you know, MyZone effort points before you even start working out. So that way your body's warmed up. That's one of the trainers biggest thing is having their clients warmed up. And now my people are like, man, they're hitting the road. They're warmed up. They're ready. And the, it's just the, the generation of their excitement within to be successful in that workout. That, that's priceless. 
Yeah, I think that that's a really great tool for member engagement, right? Things that we can do to help our members stay engaged, which helps them stick around longer. And then that helps our retention, which is what we want, right? We want to have great retention. But outside of the gym, I guess, you know, in terms of getting new faces in the door, people who haven't been a member or maybe they've been a member in the past and you want to get them back, what are you guys doing for advertising or things like that to get new people in? Well, mine is word of mouth. I, in Arkansas, this is, you know what, and I've, I've lived and had my boot camp in Mississippi and Louisiana and Texas, but Arkansas has made it, and I love Arkansas, don't get me wrong, but I'm locked out of even having a sign by the road. So people don't even know I'm here. And so my main thing is Facebook and getting, you know, the marketing through Facebook or I've done the radio and it doesn't yield any fruit here. Um, so I kind of at that spot where I'm not sure what I can do. I can't have a sign by the road. I'm doing the Facebook marketing. So other than doing referral and trying to work the leads that are coming in through my Google, you know, I have, um, well, everybody knows about Google. So you have the Google and then the Facebook. So those are my biggest things right now in Instagram. I'm, I'm getting a little bit better Instagram, but Instagram, I don't know if there's a learning curve there. It's just kind of hard. I just now figured out how to connect the Instagram and the Facebook to make them all communicate. So that way, when I make a post, it goes to both. And then I do, um, it's trainerize is this, new thing that I've also done. I'm not sure if you're, if you're familiar with that, you know, familiar with that, but um, I did this little campaign where um, I did your workouts from home. So I do have like maybe eight, not even eight. I think it's more like five now since the gyms have opened back up where I'm sending the workouts to them the, on the people that do not want to come and mm -hmm. um, trying to keep their nutrition going. Also, I use um, diet masters, so I try to do a combo of a, of a membership type. So trying to create new membership types for those reaching them in their homes is one of the biggest things that I found that it's, it, that I can do, but there's so many apps out there now that people can, can do that themselves. They don't need someone like that as what I'm, I don't know, trying to figure it out myself. Yeah, it's definitely tricky. And I think like advertising and marketing in the gym world, like it's own, it's, its own animal and it's constantly evolving. Um, so, you know, what worked two years ago, it's probably not going to work today. And so we have to kind of look at ways right now. And in this industry right now, what we're seeing to be the most successful are, you know, the paid ads on social media, Facebook, Instagram, places like that. And you said that you're, you're doing a bit of the advertising on Facebook. So talk to us about your experience there. Have you seen a return on investment? Has it been hit or miss? Like, I think a lot of people are scared to even try it because like, if you're spending money, you want it to be fruitful, right? So talk right. to us about your experience. Well, my experience has been that, um, let's just say if I, if I place, a, like if I place an ad, what was the last one? Let me think about the last one that I did. So the last one that I did was the back to school one. Placed it and I had it run for two weeks. And out of the two weeks, I did a countdown. And in that countdown, 
I, I think I spent like maybe $150 and I got two people. So I, that, to me, that was not a good, it was not a good turnout from on that at all. So when you say you got two people, was it two leads or two people that converted it, to members? It was two people that converted to memberships. Okay. So, and, and since the back to school, you haven't really done any ads, right? No. Yeah. No. I think that it's hard. Like if you're not seeing a constant return on investment, like why do it? Right. But there's definitely, um, ways to do it and be successful with it. So let me ask you this. Um, is it something that you're open to? Like if you could figure out a way to do it, um, that is constantly bringing in a return on investment. Is that something that you feel like would be good for core bootcamp? you your family etc absolutely i mean i did one um back in january that was a biggest loser mm-hmm. and i got 12 people off of it so to me that was more worth the money and the time that i put into the ads so i mean it does work it's just a matter of making sure in between what i do that takes so much of my time because i have three trainers but i've had to put myself teaching the, the, the majority of the classes simply because you know the membership base needs to be at a certain place and it's not there so I can't justify paying you know the trainers to teach more classes so I've had to take them on myself and then when I had more time I was able to commit more to the marketing and sitting back in the back office and then going out to doing things in the community that's huge is getting out in the community, the community of like being a part of the chamber and then going to all the luncheons. I just, I don't have the time to, when I'm teaching classes to get out into that. And a lot of that I know is just, you know, I'm never going to have that unless I, you know, do it. You know, sometimes it's, it's a hit and miss because you know what you need to do, but it's, you have to prioritize. Okay. If I need them, if I need more members, I, it's would sometimes pick and choose something that's going on to community like a bridezilla like if we have a you know a wedding that's going on and they do that expo you know is getting in these expos and I and I've in in the past I did that so some of it is me trying to um, take care of things in here and not really sitting back and taking off that trainer hat and putting that you know that owner hat on and saying okay I need to put someone else over here teaching this class and I really need to be here this week in this, in this bridal expo. So um, it's a real challenge. I mean, I think that for a lot of business owners, it's difficult for them to kind of be able to step out from working um, in like working in the business. Like we're in our business, we're teaching classes, we, and we don't have time to work on the business. And so then our business suffers because we're not doing marketing. We're not, you know, having these relationships with people in the community. We're not looking at ways to help our business grow because we're literally coaching six classes a day and that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for you, it really sounds like the main goal here is you got to get more people in the door so that you can justify paying somebody to help you with the coaching. And then you can work on all of these other things. Does that sound about right? It does. hundred percent. Yeah. So while we're on the topic of goals, Angela, talk to me, like if I were to hand you a magic wand right now, and I was like, all right, all your dreams have come true. You've reached all your goals for your business. What would that picture look like for you? 
Well, that picture would look like me expanding and I bought this lot next to me to put a obstacle course. So what I would do is I would then, you know, have this, this entity doing well, and then I would move on to the next one and just, you know, morph each time. So it would be having this one functioning in and of itself and having someone, you know, a manager here running it, still participating in teaching the classes, but then taking the obstacle course and getting that built up because that's something I feel like will really affect the community. I, I know I'm affecting the community here, you know, helping all demographics, you know, feel better and have more energy, but I would love to do an obstacle course where we do things to help our firefighters, you know, firefighters and policemen, uh, some of them, you know, they're working out, but there's a lot of them that aren't. And I feel like if I were to do an obstacle that real people can do, maybe that would be the thing that would get them interested in, in you know, a better quality of life for themselves. Because, you know, obesity in our, in our law enforcement, in our fire department, you know, that, that's a real thing, you know, and sometimes they're so busy taking care of their front line, taking care of others, they don't take care of themselves. And I feel like if we in the fitness industry um, create, be, you know, be creative and think outside the box and get a new type of something that they can do that doesn't feel like fitness, you know what I mean? Like challenges to police officers against the fire department, next thing you know, they're working out and they're not really realizing it because it's fun. It's kind of like going off to camp. You're doing all these fun things, but you literally, you, you were working the whole time, but right. and you, it's like, it feels like a vacation. So that's what I'd like to do is to create that next thing, but that's I got to cool. get this thing smooth first. Yeah. So, you know, right now, what do you feel like, what are the things that you need to make happen within core boot camp to make the second business of the obstacle course next door a reality? bring the drafts up to $10,000. I have a first and a 15th. So no, that means I need to keep that steady, that steady flow where everything's functioning and it's, it's able to pay its, pay its bills and, and to have the money, you know, a reserve built up. So mm -hmm. that, that's the priority. And then my next thing is one of the things that I, that I've done is I like to take my, I, I feel like education is vital in this industry. Things are always changing. Like I make sure that, you know, everybody keeps their CECs up and then they're taking these, you know, they're learning these clinics and they're finding out what's going on in the body. There's, you know, new, new Pilates techniques or in some of the ones that we should admit, you know, omit from the plan. So making sure that I am able to take these guys and further their education that's something I feel like, you know, gyms need to do. And, you know, I hadn't done that. I've done it, you know, two years ago, three years ago before COVID, but I hadn't done it again. I haven't, you know, I think it's important to engage and keep them current in the industry. The industry is ever changing. So that's, that's a big deal. That's part of growth also, you know, and keeping the, my priorities right with, for my members is having top-notch skills with our trainers yeah definitely I think like like we said the industry is always evolving and so just staying on top of that it's super super important and so um, I'm excited to see you know that 
how you're able to get more people in the door, increase that retention, get those drafts up so that you can make that second business a reality. Um, last question, Angela, what is your guys' Instagram, Facebook? Where can we go to find you and check out what you have to offer? Well, it's um, Boss Trainer on Instagram. And then um, Facebook, it's just, it's Core Boot Camp. So um, if you ever, I mean, is there is there any other like things to do like Twitter? I don't do Twitter. What's going on with that? What's up with that? Some people I mean, use some people use Twitter, but the main ones I would say are Instagram and Facebook that people in the in the business are using. If you have Twitter, great, but I definitely do not own a Twitter account. Um, not my thing. Um, so um, I think Instagram and Facebook are perfect, and I appreciate you sharing those with us. And thank you, Angela, for being here with us, giving us some valuable information about your business. I'm excited um, for our listener to hear from you. And for the listeners, thank you guys for tuning in as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for a future episode here at Jim Lord's podcast, fill out the link in the description and we'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Hannah Mapes from Studio Fit The Dows out of The Dows, Oregon. What's going on, Hello. Hannah? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I appreciate you joining. I'm excited to hear, um, you know, what you go have going on with your business. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here getting into the details. Um, how did you get started? You just started your facility about a year ago. Um, what is it that made you want to get started with running your own fitness facility? Yeah, that's a great question. A, a bit of a long answer, but I've been in this industry for about a decade now. I started out in my early 20s as a group fitness instructor, and I always knew that I wanted to have my own business of some sort someday. I didn't know what that was, but I, I was given the opportunity to work in a bunch of different settings, uh, from large gyms, sports clubs, to small boutique yoga studios, and then in some medical fitness facilities as well. And... In each of those roles and each of those um, jobs that I had, I always somehow found my way into 
group fitness, membership retention, um, just cultivating community wherever I was at. And so the opportunity presented itself to buy in uh, as a partner to this existing yoga studio in the town where I live. And I jumped on it and we rebranded about a year later and we're still here today. I'm happy to say. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Great to hear. And a lot of people would be um, you know, maybe not nervous or it's a bad thing, but a lot of people would be nervous, right. To, to start their own facility, right. Right after COVID, right after all the stuff that's happened with the pandemic. Um, so, so good for you. I, I always say that, you know, good luck comes to those who take the risk to get it <laughs> right. If you're just yeah. sitting at home, afraid to make the decision, afraid to take the risk, you'll never get the quote unquote luck that, um, people say comes to you. Um, well, yeah. awesome. So, so I would love for you to give the listeners your own elevator pitch, a studio fit the dowels and the services that you guys offer. Yeah, absolutely. So we are a boutique fitness studio, uh, boutique in the sense that we offer really curated, uh, a schedule of classes and we stay in our lane in the sense where we focus on bar yoga and then functional strength-based classes. And we kind of uh, twist that up into unique fitness options. Fun fitness is really what we try to do and provide in a very safe way. So not only are you getting that maybe elevated experience as a member, but you're getting instruction in smaller class settings as opposed to being in a large gym. And coincidentally, all of our instructors um, our experienced personal trainers. So it's, it's a good value for our classes. It's not just any fitness class that you drop into. It's a, it's a real community that we have here. And just the level of expertise that comes from our instructor team is pretty phenomenal as well. Right, right. And you're offering, um, you know, a variety type of group training. It, it, do you guys do different type of classes or is it more so, you know, are all the classes similar? Yeah, huge variety of classes. So bar is our number one class that we focus on. Uh, We, uh, for that style of class, it's mainly like a Pilates, uh, low impact functional training class. And then we have yoga trapeze, we have hit classes, we have functional strength training. And we have, uh, did I say yoga trapeze? I think I did yoga trapeze and then Zumba classes as well. Awesome, awesome. So a variety of you know, different types of group training classes for your members. Um, That leads me to my next question about how many current members are you serving right now? Right now, there's always an ebb and flow, of course, but right now we have just over 30 members. And these are our VIP members, as we call them. So it's members that sign up for a monthly subscription to our services. And those services include unlimited classes, as well as some other VIP perks and discounts and things like that. Awesome. Awesome. So you're sitting at about 30 members here. I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? Yeah, that's a great question. Right now, it depends on the utilization, actually. So right now, I have to say most of our members are high utilizing members. And so my bar classes are getting pretty full. Like we're having a hard time filling and fitting everybody up in that class. Um, so either we need to expand into a bigger space or we, we do need to uh, maybe just sit uh, where we are right now and, and uh, have a waiting list <laughs> for more classes. Um, but as, as any business, you know, or anybody in this industry, we, we want to grow. We want to continue growing. So maybe down the road, we, we look at other ways to do that. 
cool, cool. And so, you know, since you are wanting to see some type of growth at some point, um, what, what are you kind of actively doing right now to aid that growth process? Or in general, what's really not your tactic, but your method for getting members into the door? Is it more so word of mouth? Um, do you mm -hmm. run any type of ads like Facebook ads, Instagram ads? Um, is it through social media? It's a little bit of everything. So we are conveniently and to our benefit located in a really prime location where we have great exposure and we are in a downtown historic block. So next to us, we have neighbors that are like salons, mm. coffee shops, other shopping boutiques. So we get people in the door just by simply walking into our boutique space. And then they learn that there's a studio here and they learn about our classes in addition to that, we, we've, getting, we've gotten some great leads just via our website. We always offer a first class free to get people in the door, get them hooked to our classes. Um, we haven't done so much paid advertising uh, digitally via social media in our town. I don't want to say that we're behind the times, but radio advertising is actually really, uh, it's a it's something that does work in does the town that we live. It does. Yeah. Are, are you able to track? To um, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Are you yeah, able to, because no. one thing that I know that's really hard about like radio advertising, um, you know, flyers, um, even like newspaper advertising is it's hard to track where those members are coming from. Are you able yeah. when you have new members come in to, to track and be like, Hey, look at the amount of people that we got from this radio ad. Yeah, so we have been really specific with our radio ads. So we've been using our radio ads for specific events. So that kind of helps us gauge like, we you know, the day that somebody signs up for that event, if the, if the ad was running, we can assume, and they've never heard of us before, we can assume that they heard us on the radio. We also are really involved with like community events collectively in our downtown area. And we've done a lot of radio advertising for those events. And on those nights that we run, you know, these first Friday events or sort of like block events, um, radio has been our only source of advertising and there we get big turnouts for those. So I think it's just specific to our town. I know that radio is hard to track, like you said, and probably in larger urban areas, it might not work as well, but in this town, it's been a benefit to use yeah yeah and good for you i mean uh community outreach and referrals is huge especially when you're yes. building that strong baseline of memberships um that to keep you steady throughout you know if times get rougher if you end up losing memberships um the the one thing that i would say that is difficult about referrals and community outreach is that it's hard to make like a game plan for growth based off that right um because although let's say last month you were able to get five to 10 new members based off word of mouth, based off community outreach. It's hard to look at the coming months, the next three months ahead of us and plan to, to see that same rate of growth just based yeah. off word of mouth. Yeah. Right. So, so that's something that, that at least I think then I've seen where paid advertising has helped so much for gym owners because it's able to not only could they track these numbers and, and scale it, um, but they're able to have like a, a lead generation system that that really it's like kind of like a click of a button, right? Once you figure out your marketing angle and your ad copy, um, you could use the same ad for up to a year and a half, two years. Um, so it's about, you know, turning it back on and off again, whether you want to get new leads or not. Um, yeah. For you, what do you think has been the main thing that's holding you back from from trying any type of digital marketing? 
You know, I think that we've been hesitant because we've really been trying to refine our brand and we really want to showcase what our brand is. And I think obviously I'm assuming digital marketing, you want a really stellar picture of what your space is like or what, you know, you offer in your classes. And we just got our mask mandate lifted pretty recently. So we've been hesitant to pay for like really professional photography, something that's going to really showcase what we do here um, because we didn't want to have it with masks, right? <laughs> so now that we're in a place to do that, that that is our next step. That might be one of our next immediate goals is, is revamping our website and creating um, just true digital marketing that represents us. That's not a stock photo. <laughs> right. Right. No, no. And, and just an extra tool, right? I mean, all this stuff is just an extra tool to have in your belt that you could choose to use or not. But once you yeah. do figure out how to, you know, use the internet and digital marketing to your benefit, um, it really could be a game changer. Um, cool. But, but a question that I do like to ask here, just because I think it's a good way for you to reflect on even the past year that you've been in the fitness industry, um, what is something that is that was more difficult than you thought when it came to operating your business? Sure, like through the pandemic? Um, it, maybe in general, just in the past year, what was something that was like, yeah. hey, this was unexpected. I did not know that running a business, you know, this aspect was going to be this difficult. Was it getting new mm-hmm. members in the door? Maybe it was just, mm-hmm. you know, manage, being, you know, managing all the things that, that you have to do. Yeah. yeah, it's certainly just the... Um, duty of wearing so many hats you know we are the janitors we are the admin we are the people that are doing the marketing so all of these things combined it it does add up but it also allows me to have a better pulse on like what my studio does really need Um, and of course yeah getting getting people in the door is always a struggle especially in our town like I said we're not like behind the times here but we do live in a town that doesn't have a lot of culture of leading active lifestyles. So we have to work, I feel like twice as hard as other people just to get a customer in the door to inspire them or even think about making a lifestyle change. So uh, when we have that uh, customer base that doesn't have maybe that intrinsic motivation to start, yeah. that has been a challenge to, to get those people in the door. But it's also that much more rewarding when we do get that clientele in the door because these are the people that need, you know, this positive, um, and these are the people that need the help the most, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Definitely. Definitely. And how big is your team? Do you have other, um, trainers or other people on staff that are able to at least help you with some of the responsibilities that you have? Yeah. So I have a 50, 50 business partner, him and I, we run the show behind the scenes, uh, in front of the scenes, we teach most of our classes. And then in addition to him and myself, we have a team of instructors and they're uh, self-contractors. So they just invoice us as they teach classes. Um, but right now we have about five of us at one point, you know, we were ranging between eight and 10, but, during this last year, and for a lot of people, we've um, all kind of reevaluated our lives. So we all um, have asked ourselves, like, what do we really want to do? So throughout that time, we've focused on just um, kind of boiling down our instructor team to the people that also, you know, invest back into the studio. And, and what is it that, that you do really want to do? Do you mind me asking? What's like yeah. you know, that, that main business model direction 
that you're looking forward to here for, for your business? Cause it's, you know, only been a year here. So, yeah. so definitely having like some type of game plan is beneficial for you. Um, and mm -hmm. so, so when you look into the future here, what's kind of your game plan of what direction you want to move towards with your business? Yeah. So I would love to, like I said, continue to build a core team that can take over some of the responsibilities that my partner um, and sure. myself do sure. the things that can be done that, that don't need our creative input, I guess. Um, so tracking classes, some of the admin things I'd like to, to hand off to another person down the road. Um, we have some people that we're um, working with currently to help us with a little bit of marketing and marketing insight. Okay. Um, but I true, my passion is people. So I love interacting with my members. I love teaching my classes and I love wellness programming. So if I could, yeah, let other people take over the things that I think are boring and focus more on ways to challenge and uh, channel my creativity, then that's what I'd love to be doing. And that's a skill within its own too, you know, be, to be able to look at all these responsibilities that you have as a gym owner and be able to focus really on the things that really move the needle forward for you. And then being able to pass those other responsibilities um, to someone else. Um, yeah. What do you think is a first step that you have to take so you could get to that point of being able to free up your time so, you know, you could focus on the things that you want to. Yeah, you know, I think it's probably um, just generating more revenue. So we could, it would make sense in our budget to pay somebody to do X, Y, and Z. Um, of course, you know, I, this is my full-time job. I'm also a full-time uh, new mom. And my partner, Matt, he has a full-time job that pays the bills. So another goal is like to get him here full-time where he doesn't need to, to um, have another job that keeps him away from the studio because that's where his passion is too. It's here. It's not working for somebody else. But, you know, being a new business, uh, we, we don't pay ourselves first. We always pay ourselves last. So we just want to make sure that we can get the business to a sustainable place where we could, yeah, jump in and be all in and boots on the ground. Definitely. And, and if you could wave, let's say a magic wand here, a magic business wand and have your business be in the exact position that you want it, um, what would that really look like to you? Hmm. I don't know if I know the answer to that yet. Um, I, I would just say, you know, rather than not knowing month to month what our membership base would be like, what our, our class numbers would be, just having real consistency um, throughout everything. And, and we've, you know, embarked on a new adventure with our retail space as well. So my magic wand, and we started out with, you know, some pretty small batches of product. My magic wand would be to wave it and have our front space really nice and full and just know that those are all assets to our company that we're going to sell and just continue to, to generate more income from. Definitely. And, and what do you think is like, like the biggest bottleneck that you're facing right now from seeing that point of consistency that you want um, within your business? Yeah. So like I said, our business has just been through so much during this last year. Uh, we even, I don't know if I mentioned this prior, but when I bought in, I, there were two other partners on board and they ended up backing out. Um, fortunately, they left graciously and donated their shares, but just that in itself, yeah. having a business with a changing partnership now to, you know, being back in studio as opposed to being both live stream and in studio and we're all wearing masks. We've just been through so much during this last year and our, our state too here in Oregon was really strict with mandates and, and protocols in gym settings. So I think 
all of us gym owners are just really happy to be here without having to wear a mask and being able to almost feel like we're we're back in the place pre-pandemic it, it feels yes. like i mean we're not quite there but we're getting there yeah so so now definitely it, it's about kind of building a game plan to not only get back to those pre-pandemic numbers but but surpass them as well right yeah yeah and i'm happy to say that that we are we have surpassed we you know where we were before because there's been a surge i think that if anything that the pandemic has taught us, it's that your health and your wellness is vital. So people are are fortunately taking that more seriously and showing up for themselves and their self-care. Definitely, definitely. And I do want to touch a little bit on um, at least your guys' process, your sales process here. Um, who, who does the selling? Do you have like a team, a sales associate team that does, you know, the consultations and the selling? Is that something that you do yourself? Um, how does that kind of work? Yeah, it's all in-house at the moment. And, okay. uh, it, you know, we could, I don't know if it would make sense to outsource that, but it just, as, as we get leads on the website, you know, my partner and I, we can see exactly when somebody joins the website, um, we'll contact them right away. So it's between myself and my partner that we take care of our sales. Awesome. Awesome. And then you, I'm assuming have them come in, do like some type of free tour consultation, free trial of the class yeah and from there you try and um turn them into a paid member yeah absolutely so first class is always free and after that first class we have another a way to really get them plugged in and it's an intro membership special so it's six weeks for 60 bucks okay. um our vip which is a monthly uh price which is unlimited classes is 89 so that intro membership special just has a little ring to it six for 60 but we, we think to ourselves, if they can show up consistently and take two classes a week for six weeks, their body is also going to feel the physical effects and benefits at that time. And that after those six weeks, they usually sign up as a VIP. Definitely, definitely. Have you ever thought of adding um, maybe different layers of service, maybe stuff like private training, semi-private? Are you strictly focused on that group training model for now? Yeah, no, we absolutely have. Uh, my partner, that's what his goal is. His goal is to grow a personal training program. But as anybody who's a personal trainer knows, is pretty much your clientele that will pay for personal training wants to meet in the early mornings or in the late evenings. We haven't really found that clientele that wants to pay for it midday. So for us, it's really hard to commit and have a schedule. So we've been hesitant to promote personal training, but what we do to also funnel people into the studio and into the right classes when they sign up is we do give them a free personal training session. And it's really just an assessment session where we do some movement screens, alignment screens, and then um, plug them into um, a few exercises they can do on their own, but then also into classes that are going to um, help them feel the most successful. Yeah, definitely. And, and like you said, you don't always have to double your membership or get a ton of new members to grow from, you know, within your facility. There is ways to grow um, just by kind of restructuring things, adding different layers of service, um, something like private training, semi-private. This is all stuff that, you know, at least 20 to 30 percent of your members not only have the money for better service, but are probably paying for things outside of your facility, like maybe supplements, nutrition, accountability, mm -hmm. yeah. um, maybe, maybe even having some type of trainer or, you know, some type of virtual trainer. Um, so, so if you're able to offer it from within your facility, not only does it make them more valuable to you in the form of being able to make some more money, 
um, but it makes you more valuable to them by being able to provide more services. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know you you talked about wanting to add some different types of services, maybe get some type of um, physical therapist in. Do you want to talk a little more on that? Yeah, so we we want to be, like you had mentioned, like a one-stop shop. I, I look at our space now, and I want to maybe rename it one day like the Wellness Hub. Like our location, we want to have referral systems. We also want to really meet the needs of our members and in the whole realm of their uh, wellness and that whole spectrum. So for us, we, of course, we know that we need to stay within our scope of practice. So we would love to bring on, we have a, an in-house nutritionist on board oh, cool. and that's included when um, you sign up as well, you get a free one-off consultation with them. We have a deep fascia stretch therapist, massage therapist, but adding to um, other layers of people's wellness, we would love to add on services, um, whether it be like monthly massages you could get from the therapist. Um, all of these things are, are possible. It's just a matter of, you know, when you bring on these people, are you collaborating or are you just subleasing the space and taking rent from them, you know? So all of these things we have to figure out, but we're kind of figuring it out you know, individually with each person. Yeah. But we, we also, before we bring on anybody or before we sublease to, in, to anybody here, we usually start off with workshops. And this is another um, source of revenue that our members will pay for. So we've got either workshops or events or parties that this uh, provider or whoever it is comes aboard, either we rent the space or we sell tickets to the workshop and our members usually get a discount or they can attend for free. So it adds either to the membership retention or we generate some extra revenue from it. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. So, so we know what you want for your business now, right, Hannah? We know you obviously have a, a passion for your members, for changing lives, for providing, you know, a valuable service to your members. Um, but what is it that you want from your business? What's that big picture for you, that big why? Yeah, I think that ultimately I love, I love where I live and I, again, I want to help people. And I know that when people make these positive lifestyle changes, it not only just impacts their life, probably adds years to it, but it ripples out into effect. So it ripples out into their families, their friends, and into our like community and, and where, where I live, where I'm going to raise my kids. So I I'm here, that's my why, but I'm also, you know, like everybody else, I, I want to make a living off of this too. Yeah. So growing my business and generating sufficient revenue. So um, yeah, so my husband doesn't have to work so much for me. <laughs> that would be the ultimate goal too. There you go. There you go. I love it. <laughs> well, well, I think um, that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode, Hannah. But before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, Instagram page, Facebook, um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Absolutely. So we have an Instagram. It's at Studio Fit TD. You can find us on Facebook as well. And our website is www.studiofittd.com. And everything from signing up to our blog to studio updates and events you can find on the website. Yes, you guys, Hannah Mapes from Studio Fit The Dalles out of The Dalles, Oregon. I appreciate you once again, and I look forward to seeing what you could accomplish down the road. 
Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.